Continuing discussion of Sri Vishnu Sahasranama, name 801, Arika, discussing the sun. The sun in this universe and the ultimate sun who is Krishna. I'll open this talk with a quote I came across from St. Francis of Assisi, uh, one of the most famous Christian saints who Srila Prabhupada appreciated. This is a quote from Francis of Assisi. Brother Sun, who is the day and through whom you give us light. You here referring to God. Brother Sun, who is the day and through whom you give us light. So Krishna gives us light through the sun. And he is beautiful and radiant with great splendor and bears likeness to you, Most High One. So Francis of Assisi, seeing the sun as beautiful and radiant with great splendor, sees in this a likeness to God, the Most High. Now, coming to some discussion from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Some of the things I'm going to be saying now, because I've said quite a lot about the sun. We've been through quite a few topics, quite a, through an, quite a few analogies. <clears throat> Some of the things I'm going to say, they overlap or they partially overlap. Some of the things I've said before <clears throat> in this series of talks. And there'll be some uh, new angles of seeing the sun in relation to Krishna also. All right, I'm reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Leela, Chapter 2, Text 13. Charma chokke dekke joyce surje nirbishesh Jnana marge loite nare kushnera bishesh Srila Prabhupada's translation. As with the naked eye, one cannot know the sun except as a glowing substance, merely by... Philosophical speculation, one cannot understand Lord Krishna's transcendental varieties. So just by seeing with our eye, what do we understand about the sun? We cannot understand much. We can understand there's the sun, and that's about it. What it is, how it is, we don't know. We don't know what's going on in the sun planet. There are so many activities going on there. So in the same way, the jnana marg, by philosophical speculation, we can, by applying our mind, just as by applying our eye to see the sun, we can understand something very rudimentary about it. So in the same way, by applying our mind, to try to understand the absolute truth or try to understand Krishna, we can't penetrate. We, we don't get admission due to the, the weakness of our eye cannot properly understand or, or yeah, cannot properly perceive the sun. The deficiency of the mind cannot reach up to the transcendental variety that is Krishna and his abode. In the Bhakti Marg, by 
We also get knowledge. We learn about Krishna in the spiritual world. We learn about the sun god in the sun planet. But because it's the, the, the bhakti marg, the path of the pure devotional service, there's also knowledge in there. But because it's not an attempt to understand through our mind, but with our mind, submissively offering our mental functions to Krishna and accepting the teachings of the Shastra as they are received in disciplic succession, as it is a process of submission. So Krishna, just like the sun pours sunlight, so Krishna reveals everything. We can actually see the spiritual world. We can enter the spiritual world. Uh, I'm going to read the English translation of Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila, Chapter 3, Texts 84 to 86. Srimad Bhagavatam, the Mahabharata, the Puranas, and, and other Vedic literatures all give evidence to prove that Lord Sri Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is the incarnation of Krishna. One can also directly see Lord Chaitanya's manifest influence in his uncommon deeds and uncommon Krishna conscious realization. So, what do we have here? The Vedic literatures and just the, the Vedic literatures give evidence that Lord Chaitanya is Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And seeing the activities or hearing about the activities of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his incomparable standard of Krishna consciousness, we can come to the conclusion also that he must be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But, as we shall hear, Dekhi na dekhe jato abhakteragon, uluke na dekhe jena surje kiron. But faithless unbelievers do not see what is clearly evident, just as owls do not see the rays of the sun. Yeah, I'm living in a rural area, and screeching of owls is common at night. Sometimes in the early morning, uh, we see, just when the sun is coming up, we we see an owl. They generally hide away during the daytime. We can see an owl. Uh, this word uluk is used here for owl. The, the common Bengali word, or in, in colloquial Bengali nowadays, is pecha for owl. Because I just remember, I, 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 I learned that word when I was, I'm still learning Bengali, we're, we're still learning. Different, whatever language we know, we can go and picking up new words. But I learned that word when I was in Joshua district in Bangladesh, and we were having a, a class early morning. And there was some screeching. And I thought, what's that? I looked and I saw an owl. And I didn't, I, I knew this word, uluk from reading Chaitanya Charitamrita and Srimad, Srimad Bhagavatam. But the people there in that village, they didn't understand that word. 
and then I learned the word pecha for owl. So seeing an owl, but the owl will not see the rays of the sun. He can open his eyes and see, but he doesn't like to. That's the standard understanding about owls in the English language, and it seems in the Indian languages also. Although owls do open their eyes in the daytime also. You can see them sometimes. Anyway, let's not get into a discussion of biology or ornithology or ophthalmology or whatever. Going to the Bhagavatam, Canto 2, Chapter 6, 22. We'll read a series of verses, beginning with one from the Bhagavatam, about the sun and the sunshine. Yasmadandam virajagne bhutendriya gunatmakaha tadravyam atyagadvishvam gobhi surya ivatapan. From that personality of Godhead, all the universal globes and the universal form with all material elements, qualities, and senses are generated. Yet he is aloof from such material manifestations like the sun, which is separate from its rays and heat. So here we have uh, the difference and non-difference of the Supreme Personality of Godhead from his creation. He generates everything. So everything is related to him. Everything is dependent on him in the material manifestation, actually in the spiritual manifestation also. Everything is dependent on him, but he is aloof from it. Nothing can exist without him, but he's aloof from it. So the example is given of the sun's rays and heat, which are dependent on the sun. They are created by the sun, yet the sun is far superior to them, far above them, separate from them and aloof from them. So there's another analogy which we can understand to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead and how his energies act within this material world. Okay, now I'm going to quote from Chaitanya Charitamrita about the sun and the sunshine at two verses, the first line of which is very well known. The others are not very well known. Uh, but the other lines which follow really qualify and put into context the first line. The first line is, Jibe Shuru Poi Krishna Nityadas. That's the basic principle. Every living being is by nature a servant of Krishna eternally. Uh, but there's a lot more to be said about it. So, I'll read the full two verses. Jibe shuru poi krishne netodash krishne tashta shakti bheda bhed prakash shurjangsha kiran joyche agni jala choy shrabhabe krishne tin prakash shakti hoy. It is the living entity's constitutional position to be an eternal servant of Krishna because he is the marginal energy of Krishna, tartashta shakti. 
that is the term used here, and a, and a manifestation simultaneously one with and different from the Lord, like a molecular particle of sunshine or fire. Krishna has three varieties of energy. So here the living being is compared to a molecular particle of sunshine, which is simultaneously one with and different from the sun. So in the same way, the molecular particle, tiny, is it a wave or is it a particle? Let's not get into that here. So anyway, molecular particle of sunshine is again dependent on, uh, in one sense, non-different from the sun, but very much smaller than the sun. So we can't say that a molecular particle of sunshine is the sun. At the same time, we can't say it's separate from the sun. Same thing with a spark of fire. So this is the example given of the position of the jiva. His basic position is to be a servant of Krishna eternally. And more is explained here. I'll read from the purport. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings to Sanatana and Goswami. In the purport, Srila Prabhupada quotes from the Amrita Pravaha Bhasha of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur explains these verses as follows. Sri Sanatana Goswami asked, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who am I? Ke ame, ke ame, ke ne ame, jare tapachoi. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur explains these verses as follows. Sri Sanatana Goswami asked Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who am I? In answer, the Lord replied, you are a pure living entity. You are neither the gross material body nor the subtle body composed of mind and intelligence. Actually, you are a spirit soul, eternally part and parcel of the supreme soul, Krishna. Therefore, you are his eternal servant. You belong to Krishna's marginal potency. There are two worlds, the spiritual world and the material world, and you are situated between the material and spiritual potency. So, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is unpacking these statements. You have a relationship with both the material and the spiritual world, therefore you are called the marginal potency. You are related with Krishna as one and simultaneously different. Because you are spirit soul, you are one in quality with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but because you are a very minute particle of spirit soul, you are different from the Supreme Soul. Therefore, your position is simultaneously one with and different from the Supreme Soul. The examples given are those of the sun itself and the small particles of sunshine and of a blazing fire and the small particles of fire. So this is very basic understanding. Uh, basic means it's the base, foundation. These points should be understood very, very clearly. We hear that Srila Prabhupada would teach these basic points again and again and again and again. By understanding these points, how we are 
one with God and not one with God also, different from him also, because he has three kinds of energies. We are the marginal potency. We are in between the spiritual and the material. We are very small, uh, and the example is given, like the sun and the sunshine, the blazing fire and the small particles of fire. If we understand this very clearly and put that into action by serving Krishna, mm. practically, that gives us a very strong basis for going on in Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, if we don't understand all these things clearly, then instead of understanding our constitutional position as the servant of Krishna eternally, then uh, unless we're situated in spiritual knowledge, <clears throat> then we'll be attracted to the material energy we'll mistake ourselves, as we have done since time immemorial, as enjoyers of this material world. So it's really essential to understand this. Now I'm going to read from Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhalila, chapter 25, text 118, purport. <clears throat> this is again giving the example of the sun, and the sunshine being different and not different, but giving another understanding based on that, another analogy based on that. Srila Prabhupada writes, The Supreme Personality of Godhead is always transcendent to this material creation. Narayana Parovyaktat. Narayana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is always transcendental. It's interesting, Srila Prabhupada quotes the, the, uh, from Shankara, Shankara Acharya, in his opening words in his commentary to the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> Narayana Parovyaktat. He is not a creation of this material world. Without realizing spiritual knowledge, one cannot understand that this transcendental form of the Lord is always beyond the creative energy. The example of the sun and the sunshine is given. The sunshine is not the sun, but still the sunshine is not separate from the sun. So that relates uh, very well with uh, the Bhagavatam verse we read. Yasmad andam virad jagne. Yeah. Now coming to another example about the sun, not about the sun and the sunshine. We're going off that topic now. Uh, another example that we can understand from the sun. And now again, this is in, with respect to a devotee of Krishna, not with respect to Krishna directly. But it's all part of Krishna conscious understanding because we have to understand who are the devotees, who are the non-devotees, who are the different levels of devotees. <clears throat> so, um, this is a reading from Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 8, Text 38. This is Dhruva Maharaj speaking to Narad Muni, who has appeared before, come before Dhruva Maharaj, to benefit Dhruva Maharaj. 
Dhruv Maharaj, although just a young boy. Praise to uh, Narad Muni as follows. Nunang Bhavan Bhagavato Yongaja Parameshtenaha Vitudan Atate Vinam Hitaya Jagator Kavat Jagator Kavat That means Jagataha It's one word and Arkavat is another word. Arkavat means like Arka, like the sun. So here again we have the word Arka, uh, which is the Vishnu Sahasranam name 801 that we're discussing. The name Arka is coming again. So we can see it's actually quite a common word. We've, in these verses that we've been reading uh, in the course of these discussions, the word Surya has come up uh, many times. For the sun, the word Ravi has come up many times for the sun, and uh, other words are there also. But here again, as many times, the word Arka has come up. So, Srila Prabhupada's translation for this verse My dear Lord, you are a worthy son of Lord Brahma, and you travel playing on your musical instrument, the Veena, for the welfare of the entire universe. You are like the sun which rotates in the universe for the benefit of all living beings. Now, what's the example here? That the sun moves, well, it says it rotates in the universe, yeah. The sun moves in the universe. In one sense, we say the sun is fixed in its position. Um, sometimes it's said like that. that this, but some, actually we know from the Bhagavatam and other Vedic texts that the sun is moving. Why? For the benefit of all living beings. In the same way, Dhruv Maharaj says, Narad moves in the universe for the benefit of all living beings. Narad is always traveling. We repeatedly, throughout the day, offer respect to Srila Prabhupada by invoking the term Parivrajaka Acharya. He is an Acharya, a teacher by example, who is a Parivrajaka, or a Pariraja, means the same thing, means one who travels extensively, Let's read the purport. Dhruv Maharaj, although a young child, expressed his hope that he might be offered the benediction of a kingdom which would exceed in opulence those of his father and grandfather. He also expressed his gladness that he had met such an exalted person as Narada, whose only concern was to illuminate the world like the sun, which rotates all over the universe only for the purpose of benefiting the inhabitants of all planets. Narad Muni travels all over the universe for the sole purpose of performing the best welfare activity for the entire universe by teaching everyone how to become a devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus, Dhruva Maharaj felt fully assured that Narad Muni could fulfill his desire even though the desire was very extraordinary. Of course, Dhruva Maharaj at this point was thinking in terms of his benefit, of his own personal benefit, 
in terms of getting a kingdom greater than even that of Lord Brahma. Uh, he's addressed Narada as being born from Angaja Parameshtanaha, born from the Anga. Anga usually means body. Actually, Narada is born from the mind of Lord Brahma. And of course, Lord Brahma doesn't have a gross body as we do. His body is all subtle. So, Narada is born from the mind of Brahma and Dhruva Maharaj's aspiration is to get a kingdom even greater than that of Brahma and he's very happy to meet Narada because he has faith that Narada can bestow on him such a boon. Uh, getting back to Srila Prabhupada's purport, the example of the sun is very significant. The sun is so kind that he distributes his sunshine everywhere without consideration. In Vedic culture, different demigods are worshipped. Krishna is worshipped, and there are those who worship different demigods. Now, they do so for material gain. Kangshanta karmanam sidhim. Yajanta ihadevataha. Persons in this world, they worship the demigods to uh, fulfill their material desires. <clears throat> but in doing so, they express gratefulness to the different demigods. Oh, Surya Dev, you are giving us light and heat. Oh, Indra, you are giving us rain. Oh, Bhumi, you are our mother, supporting us and nourishing us. So in this way, they offer respect to the de demigods and gratefulness is expressed. <clears throat> this is very good. It's a mistake to consider that the demigods are independently able to give boons and to help us. But it's definitely a big step up from being atheistic and thinking that all this happens without any agency behind it. So the sun is munificent. The sun is so kind, here Srila Prabhupada uses the word kind, that he distributes his sunshine everywhere without consideration. The sun is worshipped, but he's, he's working for the benefit of others by traveling all the time for the benefit of the world. <clears throat> Narad Muni is compared to the sun, who is acting for the benefit of others by traveling everywhere for the benefit of others. Dhruva Maharaj requested Narada Muni to be merciful to him. He pointed out that Narada travels all over the universe just for the purpose of doing good to all conditioned souls. He requested that Narada Muni show his mercy by awarding him the benefit of his particular desire. Dhruva Maharaj was strongly determined to fulfill his desire and it was for that purpose that he had left his home and palace. So in this uh, purport, Srila Prabhupada writes that 
Narad's only concern was to illuminate the world like the sun. The sun illuminates the world. Narada also illuminates the world, but in a better way. Because the sun gives us the light by which we can see this material world, and Narada Muni gives us the light of spiritual knowledge by which we can see the spiritual world. Also, yeah, and also the sun is. Sun reveals to us the reality of the external world. So actually, without getting the light from Narada, the the light that we get from the sun, although beneficial to us in another sense, is not beneficial because it solidifies our sense of considering ourselves to be part of this world. If we only get the light of the sun and we don't get the light of Narada or his representatives, then all the material benefits that we get, the light of the sun, the light of the moon, the, the cooling breeze, the, uh, the food, that will not actually help us. That will bind us in material existence. So as this light of the sun is essential for us materially, so the light of Narada is essential for us spiritually. The sun comes into our vision and then it goes away again. There's night and day. But if we take spiritual knowledge from Narada or his representative, then we can be in the light of Krishna consciousness eternally. So Narada illumines, he travels everywhere and illumines the world and the light that he gives is the light of spiritual knowledge, which is brilliant as the sun. Uh, the sun comes and goes, but the, the brilliance of the spiritual master, he lives forever with his, he lives forever by his divine instructions and the followers live with him. So we can be with Narad Muni and all the gurus and all the saintly persons by their instructions. And their instructions, all these instructions, there's so many things, so many things we've been through in this series of talks, so many analogies, and there are more to come. Uh, there's all this knowledge comes from the Bhagavatam and is given by Srila Prabhupada, who received it in the disciplic succession from Narada. Uh, and he's put that in his books, and these books are distributed all over the world. So just like the sun goes out, and the sun's light goes all over the world, so now the light of Srimad Bhagavatam goes all over the world. Uh, so in this regard, we can bring to mind again that famous verse, from Srimad Bhagavatam, mentioning Arka, how the Bhagavatam is just like the sun. Krishna Swadhamo Bhagate Dharma Jnana Adibisaha Kalo Nashtra Drishamesha Puranarko Dhunoditaha 
This Bhagavad Purana is as brilliant as the sun. Actually, it's billions and trillions and zillions of times more brilliant because it's a different quality of brilliance altogether. But it's a, it's a beautiful and very fitting analogy. This Bhagavad Purana is as brilliant as the sun and it has arisen just after the departure of Lord Krishna for his abode, accompanied by religion, knowledge, etc. Persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of ignorance in this Kali Yuga will get light from this Bhagavad Purana. So I request those who are kind enough to see this and hear this talk to get a set of Srila Prabhupada's books in your home, Srimad Bhagavatam, all the books. Just uh, two, three days ago, someone came and they, they were induced by a disciple of mine who's an old man his sister, who's older than him, that you're old now, so give some substantial donation to a sannyasi. So gave it to me. So today, to that lady, it's being delivered full set of Srila Prabhupada's books in Tamil, all except Bhagavad Gita as it is. Unmai Uravil, Bhagavad Gita Unmai Uravil. It's being given to her because she already had it. So this is what we should do. We should distribute books, distribute Srila Prabhupada's books. Let the brilliant light of this transcendental knowledge be distributed everywhere. I'm I distributing one, one set. And some of my disciples are distributing so many sets. We're all together contributing to the glorious mission of Srila Prabhupada and all the Acharyas to bring the brilliant light of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the light of the Bhagavat to a world that is suffering in darkness. At the present time, in the news, the big thing, Russia invading Ukraine, it's just another symptom of the darkness of Kali Yuga. And if Russia hadn't invaded Ukraine, and life had gone on as normal in Ukraine, it would still be the darkness of Kali Yoga. Ukraine needs Srila Prabhupada's books more than they need American missiles or anything else. They need Srila Prabhupada's books. Everywhere needs Srila Prabhupada's books. Charity begins at home. If you don't have a set of Srila Prabhupada's books in your home, Please get a set, full set of Srila Prabhupada's books. Read them. Let your life be lit up with the light of this transcendental knowledge, brilliant as the sun. Vancha kalpa tarubhyascha kripa sindhubhya evacha patita nam pavadebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Gauranga Chandra Charane Kuruta Nuraga 
Parivadatu janoya ta 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 va nanomokarona vayang vicharayamaha. Hari rasa madirama dati mata bhuvi vilutama natama nirvishama. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Srila Prabhupada, Kit Jai.